0: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
1: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, coming to you from Los Angeles, where Atlanta United was defeated by LAFC 4-3 on Friday, June 26th. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Goals were scored by Mo Adams in the second minute, Joseph Martinez in the second minute of injury time in the first half, um, and then an on goal by Eddie Segura in the 51st minute. Uh, Atlanta was undone in a 12 minute stretch in the first half with goals by Diamande in the 33rd minute, Rossi in the 38th, Vela in the 42nd, and Atwista in the 45th minute. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore, who is trying to make it to the airport for a red-eye flight, (laughs) so I'm going to let Jason talk for a few minutes on what he saw from tonight's crazy, crazy game.
0: I I am exhausted from calling it. It (laughs) was one of those kind of games. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, uh, ESPN moving this game from a crowded Saturday night schedule to a Friday night standalone was a very smart move, because this was... A great match, and I think it was a great match between the two best teams in the league. I think the two teams that are capable of playing the best, let me phrase it that way, because on current form right now, current results, I don't think Atlanta United places as the second-best team, but I think they challenged LAFC in a lot of different ways tonight and made for an amazing bit of theater in the second half. But LAFC did something that they are very good at doing, and they wear down teams in the last portion of halves they've scored 29 times or i'm sorry 31 times in the final 15 minutes of halves with the majority of those coming in the final 15 minutes of the first half atlanta united started really well they get a fortunate goal from mo adams it's a really well worked set piece but it's fortunate that it falls to adams and he tucks it away first 15 minutes was really good from Atlanta United. The middle 15, they started to lose their grip on it. The final 15, it all fell apart. There were some very difficult decisions, very close calls. I think three of the goals are very close. Um, two offside, one being a penalty. And the fourth one's the one that ends up undoing you completely, and it's the one that you can't give up. And it's the one that frustration is probably part of it, but it's the one that ends up being the difference because you fought back. And you got one before the half, and then you get one from Segura, where you have players there. It's not like um, Segura – I have to cut this really short. (laughs) Traffic's bad. Uh, But Segura um, has to deal with that because of the players around him. I thought Atlanta in the second half showed a lot of heart. I think they played hard. They didn't have enough to overcome that bad 12-minute stretch.
1: Uh, Let me get your take on something real quick, and then you can get the heck out of here. Uh, there's a little bit of a firestorm of course, uh, when Pitti was subbed off in the 59th minute for Ezekiel Barco, I asked Frank about it after, he said he wanted to get Barco minutes, that was the position that was available he had already taken out the left wing to put in Miram, Mo mm-hmm. Adams to put in Merrim uh, Gressel I think is too valuable to take out
0: no, he was our man of the match
1: um, Pitti had one shot and one chance created at that point. And frankly, I thought he didn't have a great opening to the second half other than the one past aggressive. I think he, I counted he lost the ball three times in five minutes. Um, but he was being aggressive. But it was, did you care that he subbed out pity?
0: I wasn't surprised when I saw the board because Mike and I talked about this on our, our Q&A with soccer down here today. I felt like you wanted to get Barco thirty minutes that that felt like the number you wanted to hit. You needed to get him minutes tonight too. I think not getting him minutes last week puts it a little bit further behind. You can only do so much in training. You need to get him minutes in in these situations and did the sub have a negative impact on the team no i don't think it did. I don't think it had a hugely positive in, impact. I think it was kind of just there yep. And I do think, in terms of the position, I think that was the only position you could put Barco in. You're not going to put him in for Joseph, and he's not a wing back. I don't think he can play a wing back even at 100%. And you're not going to pull one of your central midfielders, because you're going to concede again. You, you just couldn't. If you had made the decision that Barco needed 30 minutes, that was the only sub you had. But the question is the communication, because obviously there was none because of right. the reaction from Pity Martinez. Right. And, and that's going to be the talking point that comes out of this that's going to overshadow a lot. I don't think it should, but it's going to because it's a big situation. And this is something the team has to handle, I think, from a perspective of did it negatively affect the team after that happened. No, it didn't. Mm. It didn't because you have a, a group that is going to fight and they're going to defend – their title that they worked very hard to win last year and they want to do that again and these things happen these things happen at big clubs these things happen with big personalities it needs to be nipped in the bud if at all possible though because it's going to become more of the storyline off the field and be a bigger distraction than maybe it already is
1: yeah it's definitely a distraction uh i don't know what the solution is um i tried to explain i was trying to put myself in frank's place and i explained it just well, not similarly to how he explained it, but how you just explained it. That was the only position left. Yes. People were saying you got to take out Hyman. Like, you can't take out Hyman because he will play defense. And Pitti is not going to play defense.
0: Well, and Barco's not either in that point. You're not asking him to. Right.
1: Um, and Barco, Pitti, Joseph, I think is too much of a clump in the middle. It was right too
0: now. early to risk pulling one of your central midfielders. If in, And that's where you get back to the minute side. If you had decided 30 minutes was the magic number, that was the only sub you had. If right. you wanted to wait and give him fifteen, okay, you can roll the dice in the final fifteen, and you might give up a fifth. You might find a fourth if you play Pity and Barco behind Joseph. It's completely risky. The game was all over the place at that point. Maybe you could have, but it, it seems like, and judging from from what Frank told you, he had made the decision to give him thirty. That was the only sub you had.
1: Right. All right, we're going to let Jason. I'm going to go try here. to
0: catch a plane. Hopefully not get stuck in traffic.
1: I'm going to stay here and work for a little bit and talk some more (laughs) about Atlanta United's inability on the road to maintain concentration for 90 minutes. Um, We've seen what happened tonight happen a few times already this season, particularly at Chicago, at Toronto. Just a slew of opportunities and a slew of goals because the defenders switch off. Each goal tonight... You can look at a mistake, and frankly, the, Julian Gressel said they were bossed all over the field in the first half. Frank said they were always late to the ball. Brad said they were always late to the ball. There was always an open man, and the open man in the midfield would find the open man going forward. It just happened time and time again, and this is something that keeps happening over and over again. I asked Frank if there is a fundamental issue with this team that it cannot maintain its focus, And he gave an answer, but it it was just we can do it for 45 minutes, but we're not doing it for 90. Julian didn't want to answer. Uh, Brad can't put his finger on what it is. He said it doesn't matter home or away. They've got to get it fixed. Um, It's an interesting, interesting thing. I thought some guys struggled tonight. Leandro Gonzalez-Perez had another poor game, which is unlike him last year. Franco Escobar, to me, is nowhere near the player that he was last year. Uh, He was the one who was supposed to be marking Atuesta on the goal, the the fourth goal, and just he was there, but he didn't do anything. Uh, Easy goal for Atuesta. Uh, Miles Robinson is doing his best, but it's hard when you've got some guys struggling around you. Um, And so then going forward, I, I said that I thought Brandon Vasquez needed to be in there because it was clear Atlanta United could not, get the ball and when they did finally get it and put it forward there was no one there who could actually win it Pitti martinez is not going to win long balls Bernard vasquez might have won long balls but it doesn't matter now um it, i was a little bit surprised at everyone's reaction to the pitty martinez substitution i thought he was playing okay i thought it was just a typical pity game i didn't think he was the best player on the field like some of you were saying again looking at the stats. One shot, one shot on target It was a shot that he should have put away It would have given it Atlanta United a 2 to nothing lead And he just totally scuffed the shot um, He only had 57% passing accuracy He only created one chance He did have three tackles, so that's a credit to him um, But I, I didn't think He was a superstar on the field tonight uh, At the same time, I would have probably I understand Frank's logic on the substitution um, And I know a lot of y'all Disagree, and that's okay that's just how it is. But now Atlanta United has to figure out a way to get its concentration back because it's got some more big games coming up. The Galaxy, Orlando, for starters, needs to get six points from both those games. Um, if it wants to try to keep pace with Philadelphia, Philadelphia can now put even more distance uh, in between itself in first place and Atlanta United, uh, which could be in third by the end of the weekend if it can't get things going. Um, I'm going to have a few sidebars. I'm writing the pity sidebar right now. I'm going to have uh, some more stuff about the 13 minutes that kind of undid Atlanta United in this game and how it's symptomatic of the season. I'll have the player ratings. I'll, of course, have this podcast. I hope you'll consider following me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And we will talk to you later. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone,
0: Mm -hmm. lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody.
1: It means everything to me. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta
0: Journal-Constitution.